welcome to Talking Shop. Tonight we have a fantastic show, and it is a very essential show. It may be something that many people who are listening in don't really think about as much uh, as they should. Our show tonight is called Every Picture Tells a Story. And let me just tell you about myself before we get going a little more on the subject. Uh, My name is Teresa Reed. I am known as the Tarot Lady. And you can find me always at www.thetarotlady.com. And I have my absolutely fabulous and totally cool and just outrageously smart co-host with me tonight, Bree Saucy. Bree, you want to say hey to everyone listening in? Good evening, everyone. Thank you for joining us tonight. We have a really awesome show planned for you guys, as always. And I am Bree Saucy, and you can find me at www.milagroroots.com. So, Bree, tonight, one of the things that we are talking about are and and this is a subject that actually it's very current for me because I just got something done here. We're talking about photography and good photos and really why they're essential for your site and your blog and what you need to know so that you can create images with impact. And, you know, for anybody who's been peeking around at my site or maybe on Twitter, uh, I just got a new headshot, and I'm so excited about it. Uh, so, Bree, let's let's just uh, talk for a second. Uh, what is your experience with headshots, getting your pictures up there on the web? Do you find that to be scary, or what do you think about it? You know, when I started out, I did. I was super intimidated by it. Um, Especially coming out of a magical tradition where, you know, there are a lot of superstitions about putting your picture up and putting your picture out there and giving people access to your image. That was, you know, that was a hurdle. And then also just putting your face out there, there's a way that that really, I think, more than anything else, you know, takes a stand and you say, yes, this is my work and yes, this is what I do. Um, But I started to find, especially in my line of work um, as a ritualist and as an intuitive reader, that people responded to pictures. People responded to images of me. And my husband's a very talented artist, and he drew a picture of of my face, of my eyes. And for a long time, I used that, and people thought it was a photograph. They thought it was a black and white mm-hmm. photograph. It's actually a drawing. And um, and people would contact me, and they would say, I saw your eyes, and I felt instantly connected, and I want to have a reading. And mm. so that that was when, for me, the whole idea of pictures and putting pictures up and having good pictures of yourself um, that really express your spirit, start, I started to shift, and now I really like it. Oh, yeah, and, you know, I, I'm going to tell you, too, I'm an introvert, which even yeah. though I'm, I'm super friendly, so people find it very hard to believe, but I'm extremely introverted. I'm very camera shy. I despise having my picture taken. I always like to say, and I really mean this, guys, I would rather give birth to twins breach than get my photo taken. So, <laughs> I like the worst photography subject. I hate putting my picture out there. And, and when I first uh, started going online, I was paranoid about having my face out there. I'm like, oh, my God, I don't take a good photo. You know, just stupid stuff. And so I used a little symbol that had my face in it, but it was still a symbol. And, you know, um, 
that was okay for a while, but finally I got some computer balls and I got a headshot done and I put it out there. And you know, I I saw that it really impacted my business. Yeah. In a positive way because people were able to say, "Oh, hey, you look so friendly," or you know, um, you know, whatever it was, they liked something about the picture, and it did help with my business. So, I'm now a huge fan of headshots, and even though I hate getting it done, um, I think I'd like even going to the dentist more than getting headshots. They really are important. <laughs> So tonight, this is what we're going to be talking about. We are going to be talking about getting a good headshot, pictures, and why you want to use even pictures on your blog to jazz your blog up. And all we've got so much to talk about tonight. So, Bree, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about our super fabulous guest? Well, in typical talking shop tradition, we have brought you the best of the best because that is what Teresa and I do. Um, Catherine Just is our guest for this evening, and she is a visionary photographer, a fine artist, and instigator for personal freedom. And I have worked with her, and I can attest that all of those things are absolutely true. Catherine's photography has been published on the cover of National Geographic Magazine, Inside Oprah.com, Photo District News Magazine, and the soon-to-be-released Danielle Magazine. And if you guys haven't gone to her site and seen her work, like you should just you should go and check it out because it's so gorgeous. Through commissioned fine art portrait sessions, showing and selling her fine art, an online interview series, annual online summit, teaching courses and retreats, she continues to inspire others to use photography as a tool for personal and spiritual growth, making her the perfect guest for this topic of Talking Shop. Welcome, Catherine. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. Wow. Thank you. I love that. Everything about you two girls. I'm so excited to be here. Yay! And we are thrilled to have you here. And for everybody who's listening, if you want to get a taste of Catherine's work, and she's got a lot of really cool classes. I'm just going to give you a little plug before we get started here. Uh, one of the classes I took with Catherine is uh, In Plain Sight, which Me really too. helps you to use photography kind of like a meditative exercise. That should be mm. appealing to everybody in this woo-woo audience who's listening in. You guys can find Catherine's work at catherinejust.com. So I hope you go there after class and check it out. Catherine, we, um, we're really thrilled to have you here, like Bree said. And uh, would you tell us all, I mean, you've got a really stellar resume. It's crazy good. Just tell <laughs> us a little bit about, our, about your work and how you got started. Oh, my goodness. Yes, I'd love to. I actually, um, back Back in the olden days when I was 19, I went to art school and I learned how to express what was going on underneath the surface of my everyday life. So what I was thinking, what I was feeling, those secrets that I wasn't sure how to express verbally, I learned how to use the camera as a tool to express these things in a way that I actually fell in love with. I was using symbolism and metaphor and objects and myself in these images to express about um, the under... To what was happening underneath the surface of my relationships, um, what was happening in the world around me and how, how to um, sort through it. It was like a visual journal for me. Um, and that just segued, it, that was the beginning for me of this, however many years it's been, bazillion it feels like, because I've, I've allowed myself and given myself permission to try whatever I felt like trying and um, shift from 
fine art to commercial to weddings to headshots to whatever I was shooting um, musicians on stage and and all of these things I think um, allowed me an opportunity to think in deeper to what it means to be present and pay attention to the moments that are happening in front of me. And now I'm here with you two and I'm learning. I mean, I feel like it's just been an ongoing journey of learning how to be present while learning the technical side and figuring out what makes my heart sing. And, and again, just allowing myself to evolve as an artist. And now I want to teach others how to do the same. I've learned so much along the way. And, and so the Inflame Sight class that you mentioned has been a, a big part of that. And now I'm creating a mentoring program where I will teach you the things that I learned about creating more conceptual photography about what's going on underneath the surface of your life and, and still continuing to photograph people like Danielle Laporte and Kate Northrup and Miguel Ruiz. And, and so just everything excites me about um, capturing those moments that matter. So Love I love it. I think that kind of wraps it up in a little bow. It does. It does. That really helps us get a feel of of you and your work. That's wow. Thank you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. So wonderful. So, Catherine, you 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 I think you started to touch on this um in what you just said. But can you talk a little bit um about why images play such an important role in business and in websites. And, you know, can you have a website that is okay without images? Why do images matter? For me, my own personal experience is that when I'm seeking out a mentor or a class or a spiritual teacher, I'm looking for connection. And I think because we live in this digital age, that connection is happening online. And the only way for me to connect with that person that I'm going to invest not only financially with, but also be vulnerable with on some level, I want to know who it is. Not just from their copy, but I want to see them. There's something really important about seeing someone and the way that they're portrayed online is so important to where I'm going to place my attention, my money, and all of that. And we were talking before this class, but... I or before this call, excuse me, but I had the experience of being told by somebody that I admire um, to go on this website to this astrologer's site, and she said, don't even look at the website, just hire her. And I got to say, I went to the website, and if I didn't have that recommendation, I wouldn't have even considered it. It mm-hmm. was not only was the design bad, but then, of course, my, my first place to go is the about page. I want to know who that person is and see them. And I went to the about page, and the photograph was cropped in so tight on her face, I felt like she was too close to me, <laughs> and that lighting was so horrible. I just, like, didn't I – didn't, I had an initial feeling of disconnect rather than connection. And that's what – if I can't meet the person, and this is the way that I'm going to hire someone, I really need to feel that connection, whether it's – for uh, an astrologer, tarot reading, whatever spiritual work, or I'm I'm finding a mentor, or whatever it is, I really need that connection to happen. And through high quality photographs, I get a sense that the person's a professional and cares about what they're doing, because they clearly put and made an investment in those images, and you can tell the difference. And it helps me to see them rather than 
how bad the photo is. I get a sense of who they are rather than trying to figure out some essence of them from this photograph that doesn't look so good. Does that make sense? Oh, my God, yes. Yes, totally. I mean, I think that so much of what you said in that is really important. You know, first of all, having a site with no pictures, especially, as you're saying, on your About page or on your Bio page, which I think all of our listeners know, but if you don't or if you're new, uh, your About page, your Bio page, is the most visited page on your website, right? Yeah. Across the board. So you definitely want to have a picture of yourself uh, there. But, you know, if you don't have pictures, you don't have the opportunity to feel that connection. If you have pictures that are not well done, you also you also can lose that connection. So it's not just about having pictures, but it's about having pictures that are aesthetically correct and appropriate for what it is that you're putting out there. Right. I really feel like... Um, when you invest in the design of your website and you have somebody help you, because I find I'm not a I'm not a um, an expert at design, and so I hire an expert to put my vision into this website and create this aesthetic that expresses who I am in the best way that I can online. So people get a sense of who I am just by the physical mechanics of how my website looks, what colors I picked, and all of that. But then the photograph, I was even thinking when you were talking, Bree, about when I'm hiring a VA or I'm hiring somebody to be on my team, I, mm-hmm. I, I want to know who they are. And it does matter if they took, took a selfie or if they investigate, invested in high-quality photos. It matters to me. And I think it matters to others subconsciously. I think we all feel a certain level of trust. And I think that trust gets conveyed by how much um, – we have dedicated and devoted to creating an image for ourselves online that shares that, that we are trustworthy, we are professional. You can um, spend your time and effort and money on me because I showed up for myself. Therefore, you can too. Like, I think if I just throw something together and I put a selfie on there and say I'm open for business, I just think that that perpetuates a quality of client that I don't even want, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Also, too, um, when you mentioned about the trust thing, I, I think that's super, super important because the type of work that we do when you're doing like healing work or spiritual work, uh, you know, you want people coming in with perfect love and perfect trust. And if they think there's something shady or weird or like um, low rent about your business, they're not going to be coming in with the right mindset to really work right. with you. I really feel that. And I, I know that I know some readers who, um, you know, don't even put a picture up there. They they have nothing up there. And to me, I think that's really weird not yeah. to have anything up there because then it's like, what are they hiding? Or, I mean, and, and look, I'm an introvert. I, I don't like getting my picture taken, but I'm going to put my mug out there so people at least know when they walk in the door they're not going to get sticker shock when yeah, they see what exactly. they get. You know, and, yeah. and, and I always think when I don't see an image or if I see an image that's from the 1970s, it's like, what is this person hiding? What are they ashamed of? And how can they help me and heal me if they can't even show themselves as they are, if they can't, uh, or if they're embarrassed or ashamed about, you know, how they look? I just think I just think it sends that kind of message. Like, how can you heal me if you can't? You must not be in a good place then. 
Right. And also, when you were talking, it reminded me of this. Like, I looked at websites where people are putting older pictures up, and you can tell, like, they look dated. And it seems to me that the business is stale if they're not updating their content and their photos regularly with how they look now. It feels like their business isn't, there's no activity or something. Like, they're they're not really putting their attention on it. So why should I? That's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one of the reasons why I did my my recent headshot, guys, is um, yeah, I recently got some orthodontist work done, I mentioned to you. And so I got my little gap closed in the front of my teeth, so I wanted to have that current. But also, I'm going a lot grayer, and I'm letting my hair go gray. And, you know, the last thing I want to have is a picture of back in the days when I used to dye my hair black. <laughs> mm-hmm. And have someone then walk in, and they're like, who's this gray-haired woman? This isn't the, you know, you know, the person that I thought I was coming to see. Right. Uh, I, I think it's really important to show that this is who I am now. I do, too. I think it really, it also just shows, like I said, I think it really shows forward movement when you're updating your website. Like, Danielle Laporte just came out with a new website, all new photos. Her photos the last time around were gorgeous. Yeah. I loved them. But she, and she just, you know, we're in talks again to do another session like she updates all the time her hair is always changing she looks different her message shifts and she's growing and evolving and so she's always looking forward to how can she convey herself honestly right now like the message that she had last year is is old for her so why would she have her website look that way and I think that's really important for all of us like my about page and the photo on it just changed recently and I'm constantly thinking about that about picture I don't have pictures taken of me very recent you know very often because I'm often taking photos of everybody else so I had a mentor take a photograph of me with his Polaroid camera and I thought that's it for me that that's it not only was it a mentor of mine but it's a Polaroid camera and that is significant to me like all of those details meant so much to me and so I think that that was the perfect photo for now and I'm contemplating what's next Mm -hmm. I love it yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, we've we've talked about the trust. One thing that we haven't touched on is legitimacy. And again, especially for our type of work, I think that putting your face out there, there's a lot that goes into that. It's not just about coming on board and being like, okay, I want to have a website with a photo on it. It's about really claiming this work and claiming it with transparency and with integrity. And I think that the people that come to us, and again, I know from personal testimonials from some of my clients that, you know, they came to me because of a picture and what they felt in seeing the picture. And it lends a kind of legitimacy to the work that we do in the eyes of others. You know, by the time you're putting a photo up on your website, you should be pretty confident in the fact that what you're doing is legitimate. But I think for others who can sometimes still see this work as very fringe, it says, oh, this is, you know, this is a safe place. This is a person who is showing me who they are at every level. Absolutely. And you know what? When it looks legitimate and you've invested in those photos and you've shown up, and I and I mean invest in the photos by investing in yourself, like really claiming, like you said, claiming the legitimacy of what you're doing and how valuable it is to help the world in some way. And I think you reach more people when you have a website and photos that share that legitimacy through every piece of it. 
And the photos are a big piece of that. Well, Kristen has sent in a question that I think is a really great question. This is kind of like crazy good questions. Like, ooh, Kristen. Oh. So I've got to throw <laughs> this in, guys. Kristen wrote, so is it better to have no picture or a bad picture, especially for those of us who hate, hate, hate to have their picture taken? What do you think of a bad Catherine? Good question. God, trick question. <laughs> Man, that's a good question. I, I feel like um, that one website that I was talking about earlier, when I went to it, first it had an illustration that somebody made, like a cartoon of her on a rocket ship, like she's an astrologer and how cute that was. And I'm like, oh, Lord, no. And then I went to her website, her about page, and I saw the picture, and it was just not – it just added to the – feeling of disconnect I had and of not wanting to invest my time there. I think that if I'd rather almost see, um, like I have an old picture up right now and I'm working on a new one. So I think as you're working on a new one, I would put something up so that I get a sense. Because if all I got was that illustration, I would feel like, is this person, does this person, is this person real? <laughs> but I don't like either of those choices, honestly. I really don't. I don't like a selfie being put on an about page unless it's with something more professional looking to add some sort of sense of like, I'm on Instagram, you should follow me. These are some of my pictures. But um, I I don't find it amusing unless it's just for connecting with my friends. If it's for a business, I would say invest and don't even, it's not a question of one or the other. Like you have to get past that, that, um, ego part of of looking bad in front of the camera, being uncomfortable in front of the camera, and remembering the purpose, and that you're so your message needs to get heard by many people, and you don't know who it's going to touch if you don't put yourself out there. And so, by putting a, a picture that's meh online and or nothing, I just feel both of those things sort of say, eh, I kind of am serious about this, but I'm not sure. And so, that person that might need your message or need your gift might miss it because they don't believe in you. That is my final answer. (laughs) I love that answer. I would would also say, I would say something that I've learned because I also don't like taking, having my picture taken. And I did modeling when I was younger. And so I've done like studio shoots and I've done the white lights and I've done that whole thing. That is not my cup of tea. Um, and my husband is, he's an artist. He's also a really good photographer. And he did, we did shots um, this past autumn for my website, and which had gone through a redesign. And we, he was taking pictures of me, and he was like, oh, you're really stiff. You're really uncomfortable. Like, you just don't look like you're having a good time. And he put me in a tree. And I immediately was super happy, and it comes through in the pictures. And and so I would say, and again, you know, in my work, because I work with herbs, I work with roots, I work with natural things all of the time, it was super appropriate to my work, and you can see that I'm actually having a good time. And so I would say, don't let your uh, dislike of photography close some creative options for you, you know, and this is true even in studio work, like they'll give you props 
and part of the reason why they give you props is to help you relax and get into the whole thing. And so, you know, it may just be that the experiences that you've had haven't been really good, and this is why working with a professional photographer can, like, make the difference of everything. Yeah, I have to add something to that because as a when I was a wedding photographer, I didn't really want anyone to hire me unless we both want to have a lunch with each other. And that, I feel, is so important. It's not about their pricing or their portfolio when you're looking to hire a photographer. It really is about do I feel like I can be myself around this person or do I feel like they can get that from me because I'm uncomfortable in front of the camera. I need to trust this person a lot more than than others that I'm hiring for my website because I have to be, I'm so seen here. I'm so vulnerable. This is really uncomfortable to be sitting here and have to emote on like cue. Like it's so bizarre, right? To have a and camera And you have to take, you have to be able to take direction from the person, you know, like I'm a cardinal sign, so it's really hard to direct me. Like I want to be the director, but <laughs> my husband, I'll listen to my husband because I totally trust him. Like I have a couple of good friends, right. photographers. I will listen to them because I trust them, but you're so right. Like, just some person that I have no rapport with, when they're like, you know, climb up in a tree, I'd be like, you climb up in a tree. I know. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I feel like, too, when you're getting the photos and you're looking at pricing and you have a certain budget and it's permitting you from hiring that one that you really want to hire, um, I don't know. I think it, it's it's important to wait and get that really good photographer and put the message out there that you really want to say than getting the person that's less money that you can afford right now, but you don't really like their work or you don't right. really have a connection with them because the pictures are going to express exactly how you feel. And if you don't have that connection, I don't think any amount of wizard wi- ri- wizardry, I should be able to say that on this call, Um, (laughs) (laughs) it's going to matter you know if the photographer is a genius at at helping you get out of your you know uncomfortable place that's one thing but if their portfolio I don't know it's it's a it's a couple of things that you need to really consider when you're hiring a photographer it's not just their portfolio it's not just their price point um I I've always like looked outward at what who my what my vision is and then who else is emulating that. And I want to hire the people that those people have hired. You know, it's all recommendations, right? Because we trust that. So I want to hire, you know, Alex Franzen's photographers because I see what she looks like. And I, I love that. Or, you know, I think that's really a wise way to find someone that might make you feel a little bit more comfortable when you're taking pictures and just finding the right price point. Right. You know, some of us struggle to take a good picture. I'll I'll just tell you a um, real quick little story. When I hired this gal to do my initial pictures a while ago, not the recent ones, it's the first time I worked with her, and I was awkward as hell because I don't like being in front of the camera. I'm really mm-hmm. introverted, and also I don't have great bone structure. I don't, and I think that's really important. You know, if you've got beautiful bone structure, I mean, you can put a you can put a sack on you. You're going to look great. I don't have that. So figuring out the planes on my face, it takes time, and I need a very, very patient photographer who can help me move my head to really bring out the best. Now, she photographed me. We did. We were able at that time to find a couple pictures that I liked, and I'm super self-critical. It's horrible. 
And so, of course, she came in then a couple weeks later to photograph my husband, who has the most – my husband is one of these people that can take a great picture no matter what. And I told her, I said, you found like three good pictures in the group of photos you took of me. Now, when you photograph him, every picture will be good. And she laughed, but every picture was good. And there's a lot of different reasons why. He's got the bone structure. He's an extrovert. He loves being in front of the camera. He's a peacock. And so mm-hmm. it's really interesting um, that she has to work very differently with both of us because we're very different personalities. Yes. Uh, so, mm-hmm. you know, for people like me who are shy, who don't have those great bone structures, or if we don't think we have, if we're being self-critical, um, uh, you know, what are your tips for us so that we can get a really great headshot so we can blossom in front of the camera? And also, what do, what do we do if we hate our headshots, if we just hate every single one? One thing I think um, I need to just say out loud, like I feel the same way when I look at pictures of myself. I'm super critical of myself, whereas the photographer might think I look beautiful and everybody around is saying, oh, you look great, but I'm I'm the same way. I really relate to you, Teresa, and I I'm hypercritical and I don't love my picture being taken unless I am centered and grounded as to the purpose why I'm getting my picture taken, you know? Right. Again, it goes back to like, okay, I need to separate myself from my face for a minute and remember what this is for. (laughs) And, and, you know, all of my judgments from my upbringing or whatever it is, I need to like separate that and remember the message. The message is really what this photo is for, not about like, am I pretty or not? Right. right. So that's we what we should be focusing on is what is our message? What's our message, number one? And number two, the, the um, person who's photographing you will have some tools for that particular issue. And I, you know, I wrote that both sides of the camera ebook I have on my website where it, it helps you look your best in front of the camera because I, I understand that feeling and I've, I've worked with a lot of people who are uncomfortable in front of the camera. And I, especially from weddings all the way through to doing PR work for for branding. Um, And I've learned some things along the way. And one of the best things, I feel like people get nervous because the camera's there and they forget to be in their body. Right. They're not present. So it's one of the quickest ways for me to help somebody in the moment is to have them close their eyes and feel their toes. You know, where are your toes at this moment? Take a deep breath, close your eyes, and when you're ready, just open your eyes and look at me. And I can't tell you the difference because they're present and what they're looking, when their eyes aren't just um, fearful, they're just looking at me and I'm smiling at them and then they smile at me and there's a connection made between the two of us and we forget for a minute that you have to be on for something. It's really about grounding yourself and having a photographer who remembers to do that with you so that you can really breathe, be present and show up fully. And I think that helps. I think what you're wearing makes a huge difference. If you're wearing something you've never worn before, you're not comfortable in your clothes and you can't sit well and you you, you feel constricted in any way, like forget it. Wear something that makes you feel hot. Why not? I'm not saying, you know, super promiscuous looking, but, you know, <laughs> something that, uh, unless that's what you want, but I'm saying something that you just, you already are comfortable in and you've worn it before or it might be new but you you really feel good in it so that you, it's not about the clothes you're just it's just an extension that expresses you even more and i think that really helps you can sit on the floor you can get in positions more naturally and you're not worried about it um 
And I think, too, um, you have to drink water. I feel like it's another way to ground yourself, like Mm -hmm. making sure you had lunch before the shoot, having some food with you so that you're not, it grounds you just like that breathing exercise and remembering where your toes are. And being flirty with the photographer and the photographer being flirty with you and thinking about instead of it being me holding the camera up in your face, like what if it was the person that you have a big crush on, you know? What, how would you look at that person if they were looking at you right now? Think about that. Think about the date that you just went on. Think about something else that made you, that brings up that look in your eyes, that that's what I really want to capture. It's not so much like um, you have to be this perfect image. It's like I really want your character to shine through in your eyes. And the only way I can do that is if you are present. So there's, there's like 10 tips in my ebook. You're welcome to go to my website and download it. It's free. And it, it, it can help you when you're being the subject and a camera sitting in front of you and you're not quite sure what to do. Where do you put your hands? And, you know, fidgety or it's like, take a breath, release. Remember that what we're doing here is about your message to the world, not about you being on and being perfect right now. It really is about you and the photographer having a relationship in that moment and connecting. Beautiful. I hope that's helpful. Oh, my God, yeah. I'm going to start envisioning Matthew McConaughey the next time I'm getting my picture taken. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I I think about, like, Johnny Depp or, like, what if Robert Downey Jr. was standing right... I mean, I'm smiling right now thinking about that. It's so, like... You can't help but smile a little bit when you think about that guy or that girl or whomever that you wish that you could meet and what would you say and you, you get kind of flirty and uncomfortable and blushy and like that is a beautiful moment. <laughs> <laughs> and also those moments in between when you're having a conversation with a photographer and the photographer makes you laugh or you're thinking about something from the night before or an instance that um, breaks down your wall a little bit. Those moments when you're not necessarily on are the best pictures, I think, for an about page because they're really expressing the true you. That moment of laughter or looking away from the camera and you're deeply thinking about something that's really you. I don't want a headshot that's super tight and stiff and with the backdrop and the lighting, like all of that can be perfect, but if I'm not really getting a sense of you, I don't know that it matters. So I, I really do think, yeah, I think it, it really is about that relationship that you're building with the photographer and that it does take a while. It's not the first pictures. I always say, like, these first pictures I'm going to throw away. It's just for us to get used to each other. You have to learn what it's like to be sitting there in front of me. I have to learn about you and what you need from me. And, and we're just going to play and see what works and what doesn't and and, and go from there. Mm-hmm. Really good advice. I think that gives uh, Bree and I and everyone who's listening, uh, you know, really a, a lot of good feedback about what we need to think about when we're getting our headshots. And uh, I do have that copy of that uh, your ebook, and it's really, really great. I Thanks. think the advice, yeah, I love it. And believe me, I'm studying that like my Bible the next time I get my headshot <laughs> to make sure I'm good. <laughs> to make sure the next time that you guys see me in a headshot, you're going to be thinking, wow, this is amazing. And I could say, well, I just got the ebook and it helped me. So, yeah. <laughs> the ebook and Matthew McConaughey. What? Right. Yeah. <laughs> it was perfect. <laughs> 
everywhere on my photo shoots just to be, you know, as an accessory. Wouldn't that be amazing? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I kind of like that idea. <laughs> You're like, it's not for me. It's for my headshot. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's just it's, it's, professional, people. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Sabri, what do you think about, let's talk about getting on the other side of the camera. Yes. So one of the questions that we had when we were thinking about, um, you know, putting this together are what are some of the easy tools that any business owner can use to take pictures and to edit them? You know, this is, I think, when I talk to people about blogging, I think I probably have more questions about images than content, you mm. know. And, and and now, I mean, with Instagram, with all of these different, you know, with all of our, our regular social media stuff like Facebook and Twitter, um, you know, visual aids are the thing. They're the medium for so many of us. And, of course, Google searches uh, ping on images way faster than they do on, on text, mm-hmm. one of the interesting things about Google. So, uh, you know, what are, for, for those of us who are small business owners, micro business owners, what are some of the tools that we should know about and what are some of the um, editing functions that we need to know about when we want to work with images um, on our website, on our blogs, in our Instagram feed or whatever? That's a really great question, and I am addicted to my phone as my main camera these days because I have a five-year-old that I take care of, and it's impossible to have anything that might get his milk on it or whatever yeah, else. Yeah, yes, any any fluid that still. <laughs> <laughs> any I fluid that can spill will spill. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> So I, I really do rely on my phone all day long, and I'm hunting for images, and I'm posting on Instagram all day long. And what I've found is, and I've known this for a while, but I'm a seeker of natural light. I think it's the most beautiful way to express an object than if it's inside under your um, indoor lighting or the lamp or the overhead. Like, turn that light off. That's the first thing. Just turn it off, put the object near a a window and move anything else that's around that object so that it's really just focusing on maybe the table it's on and the light that's coming in on it that's soft and not creating a lot of shadows and really just expresses what the object is and that, my dears, is it. Like, if you could just do one thing differently, it would be to stop taking pictures in the middle of your house and move over to the window. And two, if you can't um, if it's direct sunlight, you don't want to have in the middle of the afternoon when the sun is streaming in really directly and causing it to be super bright and super dark shadows. That's not what I'm talking about. I want it to be on an overcast day, it's good, or on a window that's away from where the sun is directly coming in. You want it to be what I would call an indirect source of light. And if it's only illuminating one side, let's say you put it up near the window, and let's say I'm photographing a glass. I'm looking at a glass right now, and I put it next to the, or near enough to the window. You can't see the window, but it's lighting that side of the of the glass. But you want the other side lit. 
go grab a piece of copy paper from your computer and put it up on the other side as if it's a window pane on the other mm-hmm. side. Have somebody hold it there, and it will bounce the light onto the side of the glass that's not getting lit. It will light up. Mm. And that's such an easy way to start taking uh, photographs of objects, or if you're taking a picture of an altar, you can create that altar space, move it over towards the window, have a white piece of foam core or like the copy paper like I suggested and move it around so that you can see how it's bouncing light back onto your scene there to get a really beautiful image without it costing a lot or taking a lot of time. That's my biggest tip for that. I think the next thing really with apps, I don't use a lot of apps. I don't like to use Photoshop much. I know a lot of people rely on it, but bumping up the, the brightness of an image helps to invite us in. So if you are in a dark space, figure out a way. You can you can take your objects outside. Um, just make sure it's in a shady area. Overcast is great. Shade is great. And we call that, um, gosh, what is that called? There's a term for it that I can't think of right now. It'll come to me, but you can open up your garage door or open up your front door, and that is a great space to take pictures of people or things because there is light bouncing from the ground right in front of the door that will bounce right in on on you that's really even. And the even lighting is really beautiful lighting. That's what we use in the studio to take pictures of people. We don't want shadows. We want real, even, soft light. And so you don't have to go to a studio to take great pictures of your the things that you're selling on, online or the um, objects that you want to express that will maybe help add to your blog post or um, help share your idea. You can really use these easy little areas around your house that will illuminate that object in a more beautiful way really quickly. I love that. That's really helpful. My fancy, fancy tips. Open the door. (laughs) I I love that. I am such a believer in natural light, too. I am with you 100%. Yeah. You can create that with a soft box. You can create that with lights, but why? I mean, you really don't have to, and you really want to be focused on your craft rather than spending a whole lot of time and energy trying to create this picture for your blog post. When you can create something really beautiful, really easily with a point-and-shoot camera and really natural soft lighting, that's what, what I would recommend. I think that's a really great advice, too, to like try to get the picture right just as is versus doing all that Photoshop. Personally, I find Photoshop to be extremely complicated. Mm-hmm. Uh, I use PicMonkey. It's a free mm-hmm. online. I love PicMonkey. Yeah. yeah, I, well, I, yeah. I buy the um, – Thirty-nine. It's only thirty-nine dollars uh-huh. a year for yeah. the extra features. Right. And so when I need to go in and resize a photo for my blog, or if I wanted to maybe put on like a, a little cartoon bubble or something sassy, it's really yeah. easy to go in there. It doesn't take me long. I'm, and if I just start out with a decent enough photo, like you're suggesting, it really makes my time in PicMonkey down to like very little time because I don't yeah. have the patience to be fiddling around in Photoshop. That makes me no. nuts. Me too. I like PicMonkey yeah. as well. I um, I do everything on my phone. Um, but I also want to add that as far as creating really 
interesting, compelling imagery to really pay attention to every single thing that's in the frame of that picture you're about to take and ask yourself the question, is every single thing that I'm about to take a picture of necessary for me to get my message across? And if you answer the question, no, crop that thing out. And you can take a picture of it before and after to see which one resonates better. You can feel it in your gut when you've taken the picture that really illustrates what you're trying to say. And that, I feel like less is more. When you see a picture of, like, people are, you know, Instagramming for lunch, but it's such a beautiful picture, you can't stop looking at it, right? It's like this beautiful, I mean, if you go to my Instagram feed right now, I had some apples on a plate that said, what are you grateful for? And I made sure that the only thing you saw was the wood of the table and the entire plate was in it but a lot of times people will crop in even more and I find that to be even it can be more interesting but really looking at what your what is in the frame and changing like moving move your body don't just pick up the picture you know pick up your camera and take a picture really look stand up sit down move around what is the best angle for this expression that you're about to create right now and then crop in even more. I'm a big believer in in that whole idea of uh, less is more, getting out any details. You know, when I teach that in plain sight class, when people start taking pictures, they're picking something in their house that they see on a regular basis, like the clutter on their side table. And they're just taking a snapshot. And one thing that happens over the course of 30 days is that they start to see what's really there and moving things out of the frame, and they're taking these gorgeous pictures of cluttered books and things. It becomes this beautiful piece of artwork that I can't stop looking at because I'm not distracted by the riffraff or the dust or whatever it is that's not very important to the story they're trying to tell. And so uh, over time when you practice this, really looking, really looking at the composition really looking at the placement of your object or your person or the place or the thing and cropping in and moving yourself uh, so that the lighting's better or the energy is better is so key, I think, for creating really interesting images. I love that. So that brings us to another question that we had for you, which is, what do you think, what are like the big mistakes that you see people make? And what are the pet peeves that make you crazy that oh, you boy. repeated over and over again? Because, you know, I think you've given us so much information about good do's. Um, but what are some of the don'ts? <laughs> well, with, with, uh, with headshots, I can say don't wear patterns and don't wear clothes that don't really fit you and don't try a new hairstyle and don't... <laughs> Don't put makeup on on in a way that you don't normally wear it. You can enhance it. Of course, you want to have, if you're going to have professional hair and makeup, have it done up a bit, but don't go so overboard that it's not really you. We want to connect with who you are, not with who you think you should be online, right? And Mm -hmm. and I want you to um, be showered. Um, (laughs) 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 um, Not that you can tell that, but sometimes, you know, I feel like if you just would move into the doorway to take a selfie, it would actually look better than if you're standing underneath the overhead light with that yellow glow. I hate the yellow glow, people. Turn that light off. 
And the flash, why do you have to use flash? I think that flash, it it stops time, right? And and mm-hmm. it doesn't show anything. It doesn't look real. It it can be used to fill light, but I think when it's overused and it's overflashed, it looks terrible. Stop it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. uh and so that would be like if you're taking something for your website and it's a nighttime and you have a flash and you have to get this done, like wait till the morning. Just wait. Move the thing to the window or open the door in the morning and and if it's an overcast day, even better, you can go outside and have more space to do it. But just the lighting is so I, I can't I can't express it enough. It it expresses the mood and it it either invites you or it doesn't, you know? If it's yellow or dark or too over flashed, like ugh, it just doesn't there's nothing I want to do but like go to the next picture or go get off that website. Um I think not that I'm opinionated, um but No, this is great. This is super helpful. I think you know, lighting is one of those things that I think we don't you don't see it, right? Like you no. see the way it illuminates. So I think it's yeah. really helpful to be aware of it. Yeah, I think that's a good point that we notice it when we're looking at a picture, but we don't necessarily see it when we're taking a picture, right? Right. Because we're just like, oh, it's in the moment. I need to take this thing, and the the objects are beautiful, and I'm taking this picture. I'm putting it online, and I look at it, and I think, "Uh uh-uh. Or it's just slightly out of focus because you moved in too close, and your camera can't focus that closely. Just back up a little, take a picture with more space around it, and then crop it in in Photoshop or PicMonkey or wherever you need to crop it in so that you know that everything in that picture that you want in focus is clear and clean and crisp. Otherwise, again, it just sends a, a, med- a message of not being legitimate or not being a professional or not rising to the occasion, you know? Oh, I Ew. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I think those things are really key to helping shift away from those pictures that turn us off and right. more towards those pictures that are brighter and more inviting there's more space maybe instead of crowding everything into a picture leave more space leave things out of the picture so that there's white space or negative space and the object has room to breathe and then when I look at it I can breathe I feel like when everything's crunched up in a picture I feel a little bit crunched up myself and I think it's really good to go online and see what you you know go to those websites that you love and ask yourself what it is about those photos that really work for you and go to those websites and look at those pictures that don't work for you and ask, what is it about that photo that turns you off? And maybe put them side by side and, and ask yourself, what is it that works and what is it that doesn't? And get a really clear idea about what it is that you like and then try to learn what you can about creating images that look that way or hire somebody that does that kind of work so that you are not just throwing stuff together. Because that's how it looks online. Even on Instagram, it doesn't look good. Mm-hmm. And I really liked what you said, too, about being aware of what all is in the photo. Um, Mm -hmm. I take, when I do ritual work for my clients, I take photos of their altars, and they're on password-protected pages, so only the client gets to see them. But when I started, I mean, I would be, like, days late on getting a report out because I was like, wait, why why is that pin in the picture that's not supposed to be there you know and so i would have to go back and i would have to get it out get it taken out but i think that 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 is also a really good piece of advice yeah i think when when i'm looking at photos i'm always asking myself the question of like i have a you have an emotional response to it 
it doesn't matter what photo it is, there's an, an emotional res response, either yes or no. It's not maybe. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's an instant, like I'm going to hire this person or I'm going to buy that product or whatever. It's all about trust and connection and relationships, and that photograph is sends a huge message. So um, that is going to help you with your blog and the kinds of pictures that you want to take and create. And I would even connect with those people that have those pictures that, that look so yummy. I've done that in the past. Like, there are some photographers who I cannot figure out what they're doing in Photoshop or what lens they're using or what is going on, but they're super bright white looking to me. Mm -hmm. Like, they're, they're the subject, but, I mean, they're just bumped up. And it actually is uh, something they're doing in Photoshop after. And I didn't know that. And I was, like, behind the times with this old digital camera I had. And it really helped me because I knew my pictures weren't great. I knew that the composition was good. I knew that I, I know that I'm talented and I was seeing what I needed to see and capturing what I needed to capture. But then there's something missing and these other people seem to be able to capture it. So I asked them. And I people are very interested in being helpful. So if you see something on a blog and you love it, I would tell them, I love this image and I'm wondering, what did you use? What camera is it? Where did you take this picture? What? How? <laughs> and it can really inform you as to how to take your images from good to great. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I have to tell you, this has been such a great conversation tonight. Uh, I feel that we've just even scratched the surface that we could talk a lot more on this subject. I think it's super important. But we are getting right down now to the wire. So, Catherine, um, thank you so much for being with us here tonight, and I'd love it if you would tell people again uh, where they could find you, and if you could tell them about that free ebook that I think everybody needs to get their hands on. Yeah, absolutely. I just want to say, too, I love chatting with you, too, and I, I love how much you want to help others achieve their greatness. And it really inspires me a lot. So thank you for the time to be on the call with you. And, yeah, to find out more about me and my work, you can go to katherinejust.com. And right on the home page is an area where you can sign up for my newsletter to find out all the, the events coming up and programs I'm going to be launching soon. And you can get your hands on that free ebook uh, that will help you not only learn how to feel more comfortable when you're having your picture taken, but also how to feel more empowered as a photographer when you're branding or just showing your photos on Instagram. Yeah, so. it's got great information in there. I mean, that's like one of the e-books that I think everybody should get their hands on, especially for those of you like me who don't like being in front of the camera. It really has some wisdom to help make it a better experience and for us to get better pictures. So it's great. Everyone grab a copy of that. Thank you. And Bree, yeah. you want to tell people what we've got coming up next month? Absolutely. So thank you so much, Catherine. We love you and we love thank you. the way we love the way that you help us see because it's really, really important to do that. And we hope that all of you guys who tuned in tonight enjoyed the show. And our next show will be on Wednesday, April 30th, same time, same place, 8 p.m. And we will be talking with media goddess Melissa Casera about PR. Teresa and I have both worked with Melissa. She is amazing. We are going to get some inside tips on how to score the very best PR for your mystical business. Yes, 
it is possible. Actually, you would be shocked at how many newspapers and magazines and reporters would like to talk to you about the stuff that you know. So mm. I am Bree Saucy, and you can find me at www.milagroroots.com. And my fabulous hostess with the mostess is Teresa Reed. Yep, and you guys can find me at www.thetarolady.com. And really, guys, if you are also media shy, PR shy, or don't have a clue about how to get out there and promote the heck out of your business, well, you're certainly not going to want uh, to snooze next month because this is going to be a very important show. And if you have a great headshot that you've learned all about uh, from tonight from our special guest, Catherine Just, it's going to be even easier to approach the media, but we'll talk about that next next month. So once again, Catherine Just at CatherineJust.com. Thank you, Catherine. Thank, Thank you, Bree. Thank you, Teresa. Thank you, Catherine. Thank all of you for showing up. We always love having your presence on the other end of the line. And, and you guys, if you have any questions, you know where to find us. Have a great night, everybody. Good Peace night. Out. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.